1: Hello, hello and welcome. Or should I say welcome back to the Indie Football Podcast. It's Monday the 5th of November and I'm your host for today, Jack Pitbrook. Our editor Ed Malian is unfortunately away in Sri Lanka watching England play cricket. I'm joined today by Chief Football Writer Miguel Delaney. Morning. Chief Sports Writer Jonathan Liu. Hello. And today we're going to talk about the Barclays Premier League. Uh, All three of us were at Arsenal against Liverpool on Saturday afternoon. Johnny wasn't. In oh, he was actually. Oh, I yeah. was. I was. Oh, yeah. What so, were you doing there, Johnny?
2: I was. I was watching in a purely entertainment capacity, and and eating in a, in a strictly
1: corporate. Yeah, not sure
2: sh- 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 I approve. Not sure
0: I approve. I'm not sure I approve either. I mean, if we were like if we
1: were American it. journalists, we would like uh, get really pompous about accepting gifts. Um, yeah.
2: I mean I, t- I think if you're writing about the game whilst accepting football <laughs> hospitality, I think that that's an ethical line I, I would not go near. Uh but talking about the game on a podcast having I uh, I I think that's that's a that's a slightly more comfortable area.
1: Um did you enjoy it as in, was your experience of it different, given that you weren't writing about? I it? was
2: drunk. <laughs> no, uh, so uh, no. It was uh, it was a great. The drinks uh, were on it, you, in you. The drinks were on, in me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was. I thought I was I was really entertained. I think you you, you end up seeing a lot more certainly of the second half than you do <laughs> when you're trying to frantically write a report for on the whistle. Um, so you, you do end up watching a lot more. Uh, it is it I
0: mean, to get very self-indulgent for a second about it, it is very, it's actually, I sometimes say I'm sitting in a pub just watching a match and you're kind of just idly watching it, you do kind of, you realise how different you actually watch it when you're not writing on it live, you're going, oh, this sport's quite good, isn't it?
2: Yeah, you're not, you're <laughs> not uh, kind of deconstructing every single action and move in terms of like what it means for yeah. what I want to write or what, 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 what my report, how does this fit into the thing I'm writing. Uh, you just kind of let it wash over you. Sometimes, you, 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 know, especially when you're in a pub and I guess there's people around, you don't take it in quite as much mm. um, because it's it's a slightly peripheral activity. But when it's there in front of you, I, I, I do think there's... The the, the experience of, of watching it in the ground and not writing on it, watching it in the ground and writing on it and watching it on TV are three very, very different yeah. experiences. Mm.
1: So I find it very difficult to like completely get it out of my head. The idea that even if I go to a game as a fan, which I do occasionally... I find it difficult to like not think, oh wow, if this you know, I'd have to change my intro now mm. or yeah. uh I wonder if we're gonna get Kevin De Bruyne in the mix zone or whatever. Yeah. Like it's very it's very difficult to take yourself out of that mindset. Story mode. Essentially.
2: What what's the what's the story here? What's the line? What's the yeah. Line?
0: Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When, say, uh, when you're watching a game like that, you're well, you basically ultimately especially if you're writing live, you're always thinking, of, Oh, what's my intro gonna be? How am I gonna frame this?
2: Yeah. And um, I was thinking you no know, I wonder who's going to win. <laughs> like, oh, i get a Lake Eagle. I wonder if I they mean, might win this. That, that is
0: the thing, isn't it? Basically, um, you know, people, I think so, sometimes readers have certain perceptions about... Cause one of the things you always hear about bias, who who club support, where what I'm actually supporting as a game is the outcome that will, be, will allow this lion that I like mm-hmm. or what I want to lead
1: yeah. on. Like the, the, the unity of my piece. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically so. you come up with an idea... And then all you want is for that idea to be validated. Yeah. And so, for example, on Saturday, um, sorry, this is getting into a kind of very like inside journalism podcast. (laughs) Don't don't worry, this this segment will end soon. But on Saturday, like I uh, early in the second half, I started writing. Oh, it's all about Arsenal are good. Like they used to be flaky, but now they're strong. Yeah, yeah. like basic stuff. And then they conceded, and for like ten minutes, I was like, "Christ, like I can't, I can't write that piece now because it was one 0 Like, can I twist it in a way, being like, even though they lost, they are still good? Mm. And then they scored, and it's like, yes, well, my piece is validated. I
0: actually, I kind of half made reference to this, in my own piece in the game. That I, I, got, I was pretty much writing a piece, not quite hammering Liverpool, but like you know, thinking they're kind of, they're kind of blowing an opportunity here. Then they scored, and they're kind of. I'm actually right. I'm praising them here for a calculated, cynical away performance. I don't actually believe they've done that. I think they've got a bit lucky. So in that, in that sense, actually, the, the Arsenal's goal helped because it allowed me to write what I actually authentically believed. Where had they won, I would have to kind of compromise it a little bit. Um, do you, Miguel, do you watch the team that you support, which we won't reveal on air? Do you watch
2: it?
1: Osasuna. Do you ever, <laughs>
2: Osasuna. Do you ever watch it as a fan? as I'm thinking, you know, want, I want them to win. I don't really watch or, football like that anymore. Can you really take off, like, can you take off your, your journalism?
0: Don't, don't really watch, it's changed. I mean, the, the one time I remember in regards to that is when Robbie Brady scored against Italy in Euro 2016. Mm. And it, it, it was 86 minutes up in the goal. I'd done, done a big piece. I was really happy with it about Ireland and the you know falling short and all that. Then they score a great moment, you know, true, all that. Yes, well done. Oh, fuck, I've got loads of work to do. Oh, yeah. Actually, can't care, can <laughs>
1: Uh, it's fine, don't worry. Okay. I mean,
2: England <laughs>
0: Colombia was ours really because that that
2: was a piece that, uh, as as you as you revealed on on the ND website, you had to rewrite several times, and yet you wouldn't you wouldn't swap yeah, that experience. That was before. one of
1: the most like emotional. I think I've been at a game that I've been covering, um, more so than England Tunisia and England Sweden, just because it was so surprising. Mm. Actually, England to be honest, England Spain was good too, but that wasn't a World Cup, mm. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember like. There were like people embracing in the press box near us, weren't there? After the, after Dias scored that last penalty, yeah,
2: yeah, people people hugging each other like they were on the bench.
1: How do we feel
0: about that? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard not to. I mean, I remember when again when Ireland played France in the Henri game, a lot of journalists visibly punching the air when Ireland scored the first goal in that game, like properly celebrating. Um, I, I do get the sort um, of
2: the whole Columbia J School school of thought. Yeah, that, uh, you know, you, a journalist must be detached from the action, and, and and they must not be part become part of the spectacle emotionally. But how did we get into this job? Yeah, I know. Yeah, because exactly. We really yeah, football. And yeah. What is our gateway into football? Really liking a football team. Yeah. Or,
0: you know. uh, also, to the idea to write well to the degree and to properly cover that you've got to be somewhat emotionally invested. It's a, it's a I suppose, yeah. it's a balance between retaining a certain kind of cold analysis and. But also the emotion that actually uh, you know how, could,
2: how can you write about somebody else's emotions if you're not in tune yeah you know? yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah also i mean from the other my other nationality when we or sorry when Spain um got beaten by Russia in the World Cup, I remember being so, so watching that game trying to cover it, I being so pissed off with Spain that then it was actually quite empowering then to absolutely absolutely hammer them in, in pieces afterwards
1: yeah, i've often found found that um when i mean city never lose now but back when city used to lose football matches mm. sometimes uh you're a city w- fan yeah yes. uh, just just for people who don't yeah. who don't know that i would like i would actually i would find something quite gratifying about them losing and being able to hammer them in print um because you you kind of have license if you support a team you have license to be meaner about them <laughs> yeah uh if yeah. i mean like i'm speaking very honestly if i'm reporting on united I sometimes feel a little bit anxious that I'm going to get called out for being biased or whatever. And if they lose, like I was like, God, can I be? Can I really say that I thought they were rubbish? Yeah. Because people are like, oh, you're only saying that because you hate United. Whereas when City lose, I, you you can go in two footed, and it feels gratifying. In part because also you're like, You guys have ruined my weekend, so yeah. now I'm going <laughs> to not really. I'm not saying I I would ruin their weekend by being crit- criticizing them on the independent website. It's a very it's very privileged position to be yeah. in, in fact. It because, is, you mm. it
2: know is. the. The, the internet the independent website is is kind of your six oh six it's your message board and I feel the same way about you know for example the England cricket team when I write about the England cricket team which I do feel more invested in than than any football club yeah when they when they have a shocker like it does feel cathartic to absolutely stick the boot in
0: yeah also uh, in relation to that as well remember the discussion we had when we were in Seville for England Spain uh, and we we basically had to write about the fans and we kind of felt that like really out of the two of us, I couldn't really write it, but you could because you're English basically and an England football fan.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, I remember that conversation. Like, I felt like when I criticise England fans, I have quite a lot of credit to be able to do so mm. in the sense that I am an, I am an English football fan. Yeah. Uh, because I would have been a better Irish person. Yeah,
2: I like I go to you know I wear your w- Euro 2000 shirt to the
1: is it Euro 2000? Yeah, like I have England shirts. I've been seeing I you know been to see the England team as a fan before. Uh, I haven't been to see them in a foreign country, admittedly. But like I don't feel like it's a culture that I'm alien to. Yeah. And yet, even when I wrote that that piece, I still had like hundreds of people DMing me saying, "You have no right to write that piece. You paedophile." <laughs> uh, yeah. So, which, which is I, only which, half right. Yeah, which I guess goes to show that like ultimately people will all, like people are so resistant to being criticized that they will always like say that the person doing the criticism mm. has no right to make that point yeah mm. yeah i mean are we are we getting into the whole Sorry. identity
2: politics sort of Discussion here where you know, you, you can't write about a certain experience unless you're from that particular demographic
1: Yeah, or you can't like a politician can't represent me unless he is mm. exactly like me. That yeah. kind of thing. I mean despite the Spike Lee argument
2: Yeah, exactly. We, we, we do we all getting to that uh, that point in football where a, f- a fan of a club will not accept a comment on their club unless it's from somebody who's coming from the same place you can,
0: you can see it in, in so much online discussion there basically where a lot of the, a lot of the discussion the fans would have, a lot of the criticisms they would have of their own club w- among themselves. As soon as someone from the outside says that they get really hostile.
1: You know, and but that's a really natural reaction, isn't it? Mm. It's like, it's like, you know, I can, I mean, speaking hypothetically, uh, I can, you, one can say that one's dad is an arsehole, mm. but <laughs> if anybody else says tells yeah. you your dad's an arsehole, you get defensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, uh, Arsenal Liverpool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, any yeah. more? Miguel, what did you think about the performances of the two teams? A bit disappointed Liverpool.
0: Even even allowing for the fact they are sorry, even beyond the fact they didn't win the game and I think they should have, it was quite a flat performance. And I was surprised by how much they struggled to match Arsenal's intensity, given that they are kind of like poster boys for intensity.
2: They did they did kind of not subside, but they, they did flag a little bit, I thought, in the loss. Yeah. You know, 20, 25 minutes. So
0: it's always hard to get away from basically the basis of feeling that just ultimately City are going to win this by 15 points again.
1: It's funny it's like Liverpool I think are performing they're performing fine like their yeah. results in a world in yeah. which City did the work, didn't exist or that City were not the best team in English history Liverpool would probably win the title. Yeah like, yeah yeah. And a, a draw away at Arsenal's a good result. In the good old days. Yeah right. In the good old days like a a, sco- a one all draw away at Arsenal fine. Like yeah. that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh and yet, every time they drop points, all you can think about is Christ. That's going to be two. It's another two points gained for City, effectively. Yeah, because yeah. The presumption is that City are going to get a hundred points.
0: Well, I mean, again, City. Yes, they didn't just win a game. They absolutely battered. They? Yeah, I mean, this is the consequence of the league
2: just getting so so stretched out. The, there aren't really teams on on the same level anymore. Everybody, there is such yeah. a, a, an established hierarchy. There,
0: there is there is a lot with the greatest respect to the Lads, absolute rubbish in the Premier League this season.
2: I, I mean, no, I, I don't. I don't think so. I just mm. think like the best teams are so much better than they were. What about? I mean,
1: do you think? What, so do you? It sounds like you're saying sorry, Johnny's saying that Southampton like sorry Miguel is saying that Southampton are rubbish in absolute terms. Whereas Johnny, you think Southampton are rubbish only think, in relative terms? Yeah,
2: I think Southampton are not that much worse than they were. Like. Or five What's the
1: record? I think it isn't 7-11
0: goals the moments they they and they're still like their their record this season is really poor yeah, and but yet they're still not in the
2: relegation zone It's a zone. different league. It's t- I mean I I think Southampton comfortably beat any of the bottom 6 from say 10 15 years ago.
1: Yeah. It's, fi- it's I find it difficult to but, mm, I find the, it difficult to see why the the bad teams would be getting worse in absolute terms. Right. they they they'd be fitter, they'd be getting yeah, more better you mean. analysis.
2: They get they're getting better scouting, the the you know the the wealth thing is, 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 well, is, is well,
0: go, 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 go through I mean like Newcastle obviously there's a lack of investment there basically they've got a good manager Huddersfield actually a lack of not so much a lack of investment but they can invest They're not they're not um they're not big enough Cardiff are kind of championship club basically um Southampton feels a certain squad feels kind of poorly constructed I mean, I mean are there
2: any are there any teams to compare to Christopher you know, Sunderland it. team of of uh you know the, the McCarthy Sunderland or or that the Derby team from 2008. There's nobody that bad.
1: I mean, w- we are only on 11. We've, we've only had 11 games, but the points totals of the bottom five suggest that it might be like the relegation zone might be made up of teams or like who are done really badly. Like 20, there might be a few kind of teams around yeah. the 20, 30 point mark. Yeah,
2: yeah. If if it, if it goes on uh, at this rate, but it's a small sample size. So that's just the, that's the fact that the, the league's been stretched out, and, and you, you're not going to see that many bottom six
1: teams beating top six teams this season. <laughs> It's funny. I was thinking about this earlier. Like, I mean, sure, we'll, we'll come on to this because we, we need to talk about city and football leagues. Mm. But um, like, one of the great myths of the Premier League is that anyone can beat anyone. Yeah. And I remember, even ev- as recently as like the start of last season, I remember when Manchester City beat Bournemouth two one with the last like yeah, last yeah. minute Raheem Sterling winner. And in the press conference afterwards, a journalist. Said to Pep Guardiola something like, "But Pep, that that's just the unique challenge of the Barclays Premier League, isn't it? Any anyone can beat anyone, even though, of course, City had actually beaten yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah. But the idea was that, like, in other con- in other countries, this would never happen. Yeah, and it's it's a very powerful myth, and of course, it's one which has been like buttressed by the fact yeah. that Leicester won the won the Premier League in twenty sixteen. The worst thing that's, well, that's happened. Right, well, did, did, that? Yeah, that has like Leicester winning the Premier League. So I'm, I'm going to steal your point from you, yeah. but you basically know, convinced like Soriano and people like him that the Premier League is healthy when yeah. it's not.
0: Well, in so many ways, actually, 2015-16 season was basically just this massive outlier. I mean, first of all, I remember at the very start of that season uh, doing a piece to the Independent on. Um, this the idea that basically the, the mid-table clubs were suddenly claiming loads more points off the top clubs. Mourinho brought it up. And that was just, of course, before Mourinho had that collapse at Chelsea. But the argument made at the time was basically that this was finally the consequence of the broadcasting money. Um, and you had clubs like Palace who were going to, you know, buy Kabai Cabaye for 100 grand a week. And, all, and so it, it was improving the overall level. But it does seem that, in, in, really, that was a last hurrah of that model before this where... What's ha- what's actually happened now is the top six have just streaked away.
2: Well, that that season was was a total. It was a total fluke, and and yeah. th- it it does seem kind of almost disingenuous yeah. for people to say, "Wow, this was an amazing total fluke." Uh, and and doesn't doesn't this this show you know, the
0: yeah, way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can not say it's a fluke. This, yeah,
1: isn't this fluke symptomatic of how competitive the league something is? Yeah. Like something that has a one in a million chance of happening mm. that happens still had a one in a million. Yeah, chance yeah, of exactly, exactly. Like it yeah. wasn't inevitable that Leicester were going to win the league just because they did.
2: Yeah, and and yet now it's not it's not even mid-table or lower you know lower in the in the Premier League teams, that, but but Championship teams who are now thinking, well, if we invest a little bit and get into the Premier League, who knows. And and it's it's really kind of it, it's fueled this. Yeah,
0: show. although although maybe in that sense, it, I, it does feel like there's a lot of teams who would be better prepared for the Premier League in the Championship at the moment than ne- than some necessarily in the Premier League. A derby, um, well, that was an argument. Leeds, that was an argument that was made about Brighton as well, I suppose. Um,
2: yeah i mean the the skills that are getting, the skills that are well traditionally it was taught the skills that would get you out of the the championship not necessarily the skills that are going to keep mm. you in the premier league as, as i think neil warnock is, is finding at the moment yeah, at cardiff yeah. uh i remember when swansea went up a few years ago that they they only just scraped into the premier league in the playoff final because their their style of play wasn't necessarily a it was a premier league style of play rather yeah. than a sort of yeah. wednesday saturday but but they did they do, they did really well in the in, in the Premier. I think that's less true now. I think the the styles are converging slightly.
1: Mm. Look at Wolves. Yeah, yeah, wolves. Wolves are a really good example of how if you nail a way of pl- if you nail a specific way of playing in the championship mm. there's no reason that you have to kind of start again in the Premier. Yeah, or Leeds now. Yeah. And when, in fact Cardiff are in fact the kind of oh, very much the old model and that's maybe why they're doing so badly, is because mm. they are they've kind of retained this like championship specific style of play. Yeah. Yeah. Been, um, yeah. on, on to City I mean this is Miguel I saw you getting involved with this yep. on Twitter yesterday how I mean look it, it looks pretty obvious that City are going to win the league they're going to get close to 100 points I think yeah. do we like are we now at the point where we think this is a bad thing for English football uh, I was the immediate
0: response you get is well, you, this wasn't said anything, look, look I'm in titles United won but ultimately the source of this is different I mean basically the the f- <laughs> football has never been so financially polarised not even in the last 10 years than it is now um, I mean to a degree what's what happened with City is I mean the fact that the money has allowed them to buy the best coach in the world Guardiola when he leaves I think there'll be a drop down but still they're so well the money has allowed them to be so well set up and everything and what I don't think it'll be obvious I think because there's too much money in the other clubs for it to be a kind of a Germany situation or France situation or an Italy situation this just Feeds into this wider discussion we're having about the lack of competitive vibrancy to the league. Uh, so it's not so much the City it that's the problem. It's just that what that represents
2: from Guardiola's point of view. I, th- I think it's more it's more akin to. I mean, we're kind of giving him the title already, which which seems fair. I I really, I
0: really I I put a good sum of money in the money, yeah. Like. I mean,
2: I think it's more akin to what he has done. He did at Bayern Munich than what he did at Barcelona. Yeah. When obviously they had a financial advantage, but there was. I think they, they gave us something above and beyond that. Yeah. It was, I mean, aesthetically, in terms of the way they moved the game forward, as impressed as I am by this City side, and they are a brilliant team, I don't. they don't make me feel the same way no. that, that that Barcelona team did. They make me feel like the Bayern Munich team did. Oh, that, that's... <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. very good football, lads. Very good.
0: Does it, does it mean, I mean, it, it should the moralist in football,
1: one city to ultimately fail in the Champions League then is that is it, it's a bit like It's funny, isn't it? Like the 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 fact that the Champions League is so random. Yeah. And the fact that it's so difficult to the fact that the best team doesn't always win it. Like that has become that that basically has made the champions league into this it's quite alluring right yeah because it's so it, even though real madrid have just it, won it 3 it's years ago nevertheless it, it feels kind of unbuyable yeah it it just
0: it just takes a while to get to that point which is one of the problems like like the competition really explodes in the last 16 and particularly the quarterfinals. finals uh, there's just this long preamble but even i mean i mean mid- like even last like last season and probably the season before
2: you know you're going to end up with real madrid and bayern munich at some point and you know the Liverpool were a real, real breath yeah. of fresh air, and Roma were a real breath of fresh air last season. But a lot of the storylines kept on reiterating themselves all the way through the knockout stages, right up to
1: yeah. Real Madrid winning. Yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, like the rich, the reason why City should be confident is that the rich teams always win in the end like <laughs> atletico madrid have reached two finals and lost them both mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you like you i mean if you want an example for how economically polarized the champions league is juventus now look like the kind of like underdogs Yeah, no, yeah 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 they've reached two finals and lost them both like yeah. all, and that's why you think it's kind of inevitable that one day city will win it but it does kind of make uh, we were talking about this story. we were talking about this in the pub on saturday evening after the game and what i think the de- the the problem with City's wealth hmm. is that they are so good at spending it. Yeah, like that. That's what nobody expected. Yeah, that, that, that's no, what, nobody that, expected them to be this smart and this ruthless and this effective. Like if they weren't smart, then they well, would. They would have been buying Rabinos. They would have been yeah. Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. they would have been. Yeah, buying yeah, Rubinios. No, no
0: one has done it this well in football before. Yeah, and that's the money combined with the expertise. Compl-
1: exactly, and that's why that's basically why it's so damaging. Yeah, because they're so good. If they weren't good, football could have survived. Well, them. Uh,
0: there's no more telling quote basically, than that kind of almost flipping quote in the in the football league. It's basically the one accredited to Caldew and about a, well, we just pay thirty million for the fifty best lawyers. <laughs> but that's, that's basically their attitude to everything. Essentially, what did they, when 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 they properly got serious after the initial first few years of the takeover? What did they do? They basically went to what like an agent described to me as the Facebook of football. They went to Barcelona, employed their better, brought in their best brains, you know, brought over wholesale, and that's what they've done right through right right through the. Uh, right yeah, to the it club reminds me
2: of, of a like a joke a, a very flippant joke i made after after um spurs sold bail to madrid mm. for, for 80 million or whatever it was and and kind of squandered the money uh, and I, I said something like why don't they just why don't spurs just buy the 80 best 15 year olds in the world for like a million pounds each and <laughs> one of them will be the new bail um, yeah but that's c- kind of what city are trying to do
0: well actually if funny because just for a search last night i was actually reading that uh that Giles Tremlett piece that he did on Soriano in December with the Guardian—that's really cool. Sorry, it's really interesting. Yeah, logical. it's really good. Yeah, a lot of, but but one of the points made in is about you know city city actually trying to do they're trying to create Alamasia. and the the example is raised about how this is this is that's a system that in the last decade or last two decades has produced, um, Messi and yes the PK Puyol, um, Guardiola himself obviously before, but for, I think it was the, but the combined fee necessary for all of those was was two million if you were to sell them. What, what what would the price be? Yeah,
2: <laughs> but the the thing is, what what set what separates them apart now is that yeah. they have six Lamasias in in different continents yeah, over yeah, the world. Yeah. They've got Girona, they've got Melbourne, they've got New York, and and what what they're creating is something that is is not just transnational but supranational. That it it's beyond. Mm-hmm. The power well, of, of any single organisation to, to, to oversee it. And
0: on that, actually, because it was something brought up in the Tremel piece, well, this whole idea of globalisation of a kind of, yeah. yeah but how much does this actually have to do with Man City? I mean, Man City, Man City what Man City, as we have known them, are essentially just a host vessel for this kind of extremely modern football idea. It's almost a kind of a grand, but very successful experiment.
1: Yeah, yeah, completely. It is a grand and successful experiment, but it's... The scale of which is so much bigger than anybody expected at yeah. the time. And like, nobody wants, like ten years ago nobody had any idea that this was people you know, nobody had any idea that this is where it's gonna head up. Yeah. I remember capitalism. Friend, I remember a friend of mine telling me that um some someone said it's gonna be just like better. So you're gonna sign into Nielsen and that but never win the league and yeah, yeah. And I can see why somebody might have said that yeah. in two thousand and eight. Um but yeah, it, I mean, it's 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 remarkable where this has ended up. They very a, much
0: escaped city <laughs> 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 You know, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, it's a complete it's like opposite.
1: It's a really interesting debate, and one that you can't really have on Twitter because you get shouted at. Yeah. Like, to what extent is this, in any recognisable sense, Manchester City? Yeah. I kind of used to be of the view... I mean, speaking, you know, I've already admitted on this podcast I'm a City fan, so I might as well say it again now. Like, I used to be of the view that this was like a kind of continuation... Obviously like it was, City were much better, Mm. but it was still the same club and the same fans and the same colors and the same badge. And you know, they'd get Tony Book and Colin Bell Mm. and Mike Summonby along at games. And it was kind of like the same basically. And I kind of don't really feel that anymore. And I admit that I I never go to City, I mean I go to like one City game as a fan a year anymore, Mm. but I don't, I just think it's so, it's so different that you can't pretend it is the same thing.
2: It's city are, are essentially a host body, aren't we? Aren't they? Yeah.
0: And, and Well that's actually that is exactly the law the phrase used by that lawyer that works with them in that in that Tremor piece as well. Right. Edelman. Yeah. Edelman, yeah.
2: And once once your your footballing and, and financial clout rises to, 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 to that level, you can then you then have the political clout to be able to distort the market. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the same as you know United did in the nineties and, and two thousand, you can actually bend the rules of the market. Yeah. To, to
1: your advantage. What's the most like telling thing from what's come out this yeah, weekend? Yeah, yeah. Is the way that and we kind of knew this, but yeah. it's, it's it's interesting to actually have it in writing. The way that the City kind of d- rode roughshod over yeah. FFP.
0: Well, and, and also given the complaint for so long was that City were outsiders, there, and like w- one of the arguments even right up to this week, City fans are making is that oh the old the old guy, the old cabal, the the boy, you know the boys they're they're resistant to us us outsiders coming in, little City. No, sorry, you're actually now you're front and center of the cabal. And you're very much accepted into it.
1: Yeah, like every, you know, so th- this has been written about quite a lot regarding Soriano mm. in the Premier League. Like mm. Soriano is the kind of arguably the most influential man in the Premier League now. Yeah,
0: interesting that Spurs weren't. I'm not Daniel Levy thinks about that. Mm. Spurs weren't weren't invited into this uh Super League document.
1: What do we? I mean, we, let's wrap up in the next sort of five or ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, what sorry, what do you think the, about the pro? Sorry, Johnny. Sorry, gone. No, no. no, you no, you no first. Well, you
2: know, I was, I was just going to say, like, we, the, we, maybe this is all getting a little bit dark and, and deep and, and and a bit of a downer. But we, like, people go to sport because mm. you know this illusion of, you know, yeah, two, you know, two teams, you know, on 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 a level playing field, and and unfortunately, sport, while never having been really yeah. a level playing field, is becoming even less. Of a level playing yeah. field, it's only getting worse, and people are are, are far too and absorbed I, with things like poppies to, I, I, to I, notice
0: it. I, I think football is reaching a point in no return. And and really? I think. In what sense? In terms of how it's 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 century-old structures are going to gradually breaking apart. Yeah. We're going to we. I think it will come to the point where there's some super NFL-style competition that's basically just super league um and
1: as in Europe's best teams playing around the world yeah, yeah. And, and not playing in their domestic leagues
0: probably yeah I'd say so, uh, it feels like that i mean uh, but it, it not not it feels like that not just that it feels that's the way it's going because we've heard this argument for the last thirty years, yeah. it's that the finance have now brought it to the point where it's not just that they want it that 's arguably logically logically desirable because it's so impossible for any other club I to think comp-
1: that, i think that's fair enough i mean i mean I mean obviously whatever you think about it morally like. It's clear that Manchester City and Manchester United have more in common with Barcelona yeah. than they do with Burnley.
0: There's, there's a bit of a tragedy there, in a sense, because if you think about it, I remember I kind of wanted to write this piece of the World Cup, but um, we had too much to do, basically. Mm-hmm. But for so long, football, through almost sheer luck, has was almost a perfectly balanced sport in absolutely every sense, right down to the fact that it became the world's universal sport because it's the it's easiest to play, bar, say, running. Essentially, you just pick something that resembles a football mm-hmm. and any kid can do it, can do it wrong, kick against the wall. The spo- Even if you look at the rules of the sport, it ha- it, 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 the competitive balance was, was basically... So even, I think the fact that the, where they put the penalty spot the gives the kicker a 70% chance of scoring, even again, that, that wasn't by design. What do you but, mean where they put the penalty spot? So the, the fact that it's, oh, oh, right. it's 12 yards from the from the goal, it gives the kicker a 70% chance of scoring. That wasn't by design, but again, it, it reflects oh, the, the appropriate reward for... For the decision, but and, and and of course you had a situation where no matter how much money you had, or no in the past, the game was still low scoring enough just to put a pure maths that you know a small team could just dig in and and get a result. Whereas that all of that is gradually being eroded right down to the fact that even this issue of the universality of the sport, where we could have this elite team, this elite group cut off from the rest and that does have potential repercussions for, I suppose, how clubs are funded uh, the, you know, the, py- the, the pyramid in every country uh, whether clubs can survive and I suppose whether even to go, to go I suppose, really into the future and kind of <laughs> far-reaching this you know, where people can play uh, in a, on an organised basis
2: And the appeal of the
0: sport Yeah, and the, and the appeal of the sport as well, yeah Because,
2: yeah. you know, uh if you're if you're a fan of Burnley or Blackburn yeah. or Bournemouth or, or Bromley or whatever, where where is your place in this in this new yeah.
1: world? Right. Yeah. I think we all we all like the idea that we are who you know you are only X number of promotions away from being at the top, and that even a player mm. like we all oh, Jamie Vardy or whoever you know playing playing non-league, mm-hmm. and, but it's kind of reachable. The idea that this would be kind of the the top will be creamed off and lifted away. Yeah, uh, is kind of is like obviously quite unattractive and 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 scary. I think for a lot a lot lots of football fans and players in the UK.
0: Yeah, I don't actually know enough about NFL but in terms of that. How is where's the where are the, what are the pathways there? Is that all college? Is
1: it? Well, as in for the players, yeah, yeah, they generally get drafted into NFL. Having I mean, it's a shame we don't have our NFL expert here, but uh, yeah, they get drafted into NFL having played college football.
2: Yeah, so they'll, they'll get. Uh, They'll go to college most mostly on, on scholarships. You mm. know, the colleges have, have huge amounts of, of money to to you know, fund scholarships for, for talented players. And the, yeah, and then the mm. most
1: talented college players will go into the draft and they'll be drafted by, yeah. by NFL I mean, teams. I presume that like a European Super League would still get players in because it would need them. Like, yeah, they would exactly. still scout and buy players. But it would just be... You'd have feeder teams. Right. Oh yeah, of course, because there would be that would be amazing wouldn't it if Manchester City were to play in the Super League and were also to own a Premier League team yeah, or, yeah. or you
2: know they'd buy something like Ajax yeah.
1: and say like okay well you know we'll pay you a, a little bit
2: and you know just keep, keep supplying us with Davinson Sanchez's
0: <laughs> it is yeah but basically football has gone the way the rest of the world and that no one said stop soon enough so yeah. <laughs> and with the certain structures that are basically built so this sort of situation is an in, 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 in inevitability
1: Stop! Yep. Yeah, stop. that's actually a perfect, a perfect way to end the podcast. uh <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. And that was bleak. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this week, Johnny Mag- actually no, let's let's get back to some actual football. Uh, uh, Johnny Miguel, you are off to Turin tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah.
0: Looking forward to it. Yeah, I've never been to Turin. Never been to Juve, so looking forward to it's that. It's a, 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 a great ground. it's a Really great ground. Mm.
2: Yeah. uh Although not the easiest to get away from late at night.
0: really Uber. Yeah. I mean wow. I would say I use Uber. Is that is a bad Not 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 a huge thing out there.
1: I don't think there is Uber in Turin. Uh and I'm going to Tottenham against PSV Eindhoven. Yep. Uh and must win game for the Lily Whites. It is a must win game for the Lily Whites. Then next weekend, uh Manchester Derby. Yeah. Manchester Derby. You going to that? Is Uh th- is it that this weekend? That's Sunday. That's yeah. Sunday yeah.
2: yeah, I'm in I'm in North Wales. Yeah, I'm on a twelve seventeen train. Could have got
1: You should do that. Uh I It's that city that you'd never Yeah, be yeah, clear. you should do that. Oh yeah. Yeah um, you do that. Okay. What's we'll still... Yeah, uh, I'm actually going on Sunday supplement. Oh, great!
0: You can still do that though. You yeah, still, I've, I've done a, I've actually, I've done a four for that match thing. Which train are you getting? Twelve seventeen.
1: Twelve seventeen. Yeah, I could be at Euston for midday. I've mm. gone
2: from supplement to Anfield for four four p.m. So it's it's not a problem.
1: Okay, cool. I uh, will. L- at the, Inter- at the Independent Football Podcast we like to let you in on <laughs> how we make decisions <laughs> about who does what uh, so yeah this is a, kind of an, an easter egg for those of you who are still listening 45 yeah. minutes in thank you very much indeed for joining us and look forward to joining you again next Monday bye bye